0: Support for another mother runner and the following message comes from ADDIE, the first and only FDA approved treatment for acquired generalized hypoactive sexual desire disorder, HSDD, in women who have not gone through menopause. See full prescribing information, including boxed warning regarding the use of alcohol, severe low blood pressure, and fainting in certain settings, at addie.comslash PI. Symptoms of the HSDD include low libido and associated distress. To speak with a doctor about Addy from the privacy of your own home, visit Addy.com slash AMR. That's com slash AMR. Welcome to another Mother Runner Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. Happy
1: New Year. Happy New Year to you as well, Dimity. It's only the fourth, but I feel like it's already like, I'm like, I'm done saying holiday expressions. Don't, don't ask me to be happy or merry or jolly anymore. <laughs> I'm <have laughs> order <So to say, laughs> with 2019. Okay. It was nice
0: being in Europe because there is not the heavy concentration of it there. And I don't think it's a language barrier thing because in Amsterdam in particular, they speak, everyone in Amsterdam speaks English uh-huh. and they're just, they're, you know, sort of like, and I would say, you know, Merry Christmas in Paris in French and they would kinda look at me like, What are you saying that for? Like
1: What is this, December twenty fifth? Anyway, well, we are moving on around here because I'll I'll let you know. I went to Target the other yesterday, I think, and they had Valentine's Day stuff out. Oh, good! Oh my gosh! So, in case you're wondering about losing, you know, not getting your conversation hearts in time, you can get them.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh! So, speaking of New Year's, Emily, I hear a rumor that you kicked off the New Year with a five fifteen a.m. master swim workout on January first. Is
1: this true? This is true. What? Who told you? Strava?
0: <laughs> no, I. Uh... What was it? I think I hopped on our weekly status call like Uh 90 seconds late and you were kind of wrapping up a story to (laughs) Katie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yes, I did. I got, um, well, so they practice. So New Year's day was, it was a Tuesday this year. Mm -hmm. um, In case you can't remember three days ago. Um, and, uh, and so they have practice at at 515 on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings. Anyway, that's their normal time that they practice. I usually just choose not to participate at that time. (laughs) Um, but they have a tradition on New Year's day, where they swim 5,000 meters. So 3.1 oh miles. And so, um, and I did that last year and really, um, I mean, enjoyed in air quotes. Right. But I really like, I liked the challenge and I liked finishing it. So I really wanted to do that again. Um, and so I did. Wow. I'm yeah. impressed. Wow. Yeah. And, and swimming is, I mean, so I say if we swam straight up swimming, we probably swam uh, probably around like thirty two hundred meters, and then and not just straight, of course. Like it was a mm-hmm. lot of sets. She did she um set, everything had a nine to it. So we like started off with like after a warm up, we did like nine fifties, and then we did the set that had all these nine things in it. Um, uh-huh. but and then we did some pulling and kicking too. So I mean, so it wasn't just all mm. of body swimming there was some kicking and, and then there was some pulling too so
0: oh you tr- you tried to, to make it to make it sound you oh, know no, it was hard like, like don't know, get me wrong it
1: was hard you know and definitely the pulling like by the end you know I'm I used to be like a drunk driver when I was pulling you know just like I could not go straight I was just a mess now obviously after a swim run I'm much more fluent at pulling but I mean you know if we do it's, it's just you know it's hard on my shoulders and um <laughs> So we pulled probably, you know, a set that probably had a thousand meters built in just from pulling. Yeah. Wow. Wow. My shoulders are getting strong. That's the good news. (laughs) (laughs) From the
0: looks of them, they were strong
1: before you started doing it. Exactly. So in case those flash dance, you know, those blazers that come back, those Forenza ones with the big shoulder pads, you know. I, when, when those, you'll be like, you know, I'm not going to need them. I can cut out the shoulder pads.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, that's fine with the ending with the nines on, I went to a strength, the strength class that I like on Monday. And, um, the, uh, uh, the reps were, you know, usually they're like 12 or 15 or something like that. And he had in the, each of the little sets he had, um, there'd be, First exercise, you do 20 reps, and then 18 reps, and then 19 reps of something. So, um, uh, anyway, so there the was, 19. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we did,
1: yeah. we also did before Christmas, she did the 12 days of Christmas swim, which was kind of funny. I mean, just or not funny, but I think we started with a 400 and then worked down by 25s. Um, so it was like something that added up to 400, something that added up to 375, and then 350 ah, uh, maybe, no, it was probably just 400, 350, 300 that works down better. But, um, yeah. So, so that was fun too. I mean, just mixing it up is fun, right? Like it's oh, just, like, so yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And we have a, a, the person who teaches the class is a guy. And, um, I was like, oh, that's a creative for Sean. Like I wouldn't put him up as like somebody, you know, who was like, oh, I'm going to have it be 2018, 2019 thing. And I was like, oh, yeah. look at him. So that was very fun. good. very Yeah. Fun. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, and I was—I'm kind of proud of how much I ran while I was away in
1: Europe. That's awesome. Uh, did you did you record your mileage in Europe? Foreign uh, miles.
0: I uh, so it's on Strava, uh, and so I mean—is that—is that recording Uh, Well, so- I was just
1: wondering. I mean, because I mean, you because you uh, mentioned how much you ran, I was running. If you just added up your mileage, like, do you run? 40 miles while you were in Europe? Or yes,
0: you I, I ran. Exa- yes, I did. I ran a little over 40 miles. Yeah. Um, so I, I was before the podcast, I was going to figure out how many that, it, how far that is in kilometers, but I didn't get around to that.
1: But at least I had the idea. Yeah, um. exactly. Well, I would say <laughs> probably somewhere around, my guess is like 60 ish because yeah. I did 26.2 is 40 kilometers. Uh, 42. Forty-two. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sound like Rain Man when I just said forty-two. I know, um, and
1: I've been working on the train like a mother uh, club copy, so I've been trying to, you know, make it somewhat, um, you know, uh, comfortable for our European and Canadian mm-hmm. mother runners. <laughs> for, <laughs> <we> have, <laughs> for our metric mothers, uh-huh. for our metric mothers, we have not switched over the mileage to kilometers, but I can put it in the product copy at least. I know <laughs> I. Yeah. You're gonna go twenty six point two or forty two K.
0: So yeah. So I um particularly in Paris, I really racked up a lot of good mileage because it's so flat and it was so easy. I found um my way to the Seine the first morning. And so that makes for great running just um, you know, with any river, you could, if as long as there's a path alongside of it, you can just be like, Oh, today I'll go this way, tomorrow yeah. I'll go this I'll go the other side. And um, so yeah, just and I don't know, it just, um, it, it was nice to get out. And it made me definitely realize that I use running a lot to escape my family. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> just now you're realizing this? 10 years into uh, well, the run like a mother, you know?
0: Well, it was, um, it just was very clear to me that that's what I do to escape the family. And I realized that Jack turns to his phone mm-hmm. and so that he is there in body but um, he's not in mind he's yes exactly whereas I remove my entire self and then when I come back I try I try underline try make it in italics as well um to be present and um so
1: yeah no I think that that's very well and it's Um, I mean, I've had this conversation with so many women about, Mm -hmm. especially on vacation, you're like, Oh, I should be, you know, I'm just, I'm nothing. I don't have email to answer. I don't have dinners to make, you know, but Mm -hmm. there is that, that like reset time that you need, no matter what, Mm -hmm. whether you've got a full day of, you know, museums ahead or a full day of work in your regular life duties, you know, like Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's really, uh, and it's lovely. I mean, it's such, it's so great to see a city by foot, you know, oh. um, it's just, Oh my gosh. Like, it's it, great. It
0: just, oh, I, and, and also, you know, particularly if you have a travel day, um, I mentioned this on our regular podcast that, you know, the day that we were going to be on a four hour train ride from Amsterdam to Paris, I was like, Oh, I'm going to get up and do a workout. Or, you know, we're going to fly from Paris to Athens. I, I want to get out and see some stuff. And so it just, um, but I like that idea of a reset time because I also, I did get up a little earlier than I would have liked. And so then when I came back, my expectation was the family would be ready to go, or at least sort of ready to
1: go. And I would come back (laughs) and like... I can see where this ends. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, You see see the punchline in that, 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 you know, they hadn't moved. And and I literally opened my mouth to say something and I closed my mouth and I'm like, nope, it's okay. Like if we don't leave to go to museums until 11 and it's just nine now, it's okay. Like... I can sit here and eat a baguette with, with jam, just like the rest of them. I can, you know, Yeah, exactly. That, that's
1: exactly. and you wouldn't have been able to do that had you not run. Right. If you would have yeah. woken up late or gone out for just a coffee or whatever, mm-hmm. be like, come on, you guys, what a, we're yeah. wasting time.
0: I know. Yeah. So I, I kept my mouth shut the whole time and, and didn't, and it was, it was amazing to not feel that I was running late because I think in regular life, you can always just think, Oh, I need to be doing this. I need to be doing this. And it's like, Nope.
1: I don't need to be doing it. Well, and that's my, you know, if you're listening and you're coming to Rancho La Puerta, that's Mm -hmm. my little mantra for us is I am exactly where I need to be because there are so many choices about Mm -hmm. what you can do and you can really second guess yourself. And the thing about it is, is everything is so great that, you know, you can't lose, you know? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you find yourself in a Pilates class and someone's talking about how great the you know, yoga class was, well, you know what? Like you still got a great thing. Um, Mm -hmm, Totally mm -hmm. going off track here. We don't need to talk anymore about it, but that's, that is really like, or I have all the time I need. That's the other one. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be or I have all the time I need.
0: Oh, I like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll We'll get shirts made up, Dan. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> we better get to some questions, man. We're supposed to keep this. Speaking of all the time we need, we're going to need an hour for this podcast.
0: I know. I know. I've I've looked at that. I look at, uh, you know, on iTunes or wherever and it's like, oh, that episode is 42 minutes. What happened to us being 30 minutes? 30. I know. I know.
1: I know. Well, let's go in. we got Stephanie yeah. coming from Rochester, New York with her first question. We do. Hi, Sarah and Timothy. This is Stephanie calling from Western New York, Rochester, New York area. Um, I am calling with a question. I'm finally going to get my big girl panties on this year and do my first marathon. My question is, do you think it would be better for the first marathon to do a summer or a winter one? Um, obviously, temperature plays into that a lot, um, but I just wasn't sure if you thought one would be better than the other for the first. And, of course, I'll be training like a mother. Thank you so much. Bye.
0: Yeah, so I figure we need to kick off the show with this one because it's the first episode of the new year. I figure a lot of gals are sorting out their 2019 race calendar. Yeah, Yeah. well,
1: so first let's clarify. Summer or winter marathon, I really think she's thinking spring or fall. Because there are, I mean, there there are some winter marathons. There's Houston marathon for sure, like that's in January. There's a couple more in the south that are in definitely the winter months. But Mm -hmm. there aren't many in the summer, summer months, um, you know, June, July, August. And that's probably not when you want to be out running a marathon anyway, just because of the weather. So, Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, the places that do have summer and winter ones, it's because of the weather, you know, so that, you know, the San Francisco Marathon is in the summer because, you know, the coldest, you know, winter I ever spent was the summer I spent in San Francisco, according to Samuel Clemens. So um, that... Yeah. So I think you are right that she means spring or fall. And I think the, not only when you consider the question of those dates, it's not so much just the weather on race day, but more importantly, what you're going to be training in. Because that's where maybe, maybe that's where the summer or winter part comes in. Sure. Sure. You you know, because when you choose, you say, okay, I'm going to do an October marathon. Well, that means the, the, heaviest mileage month is going to be August. Yeah. Yeah. August, September. Yeah. 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 So what does August look like where you live? And you know, if you're doing, yeah, yeah. So
1: that,
0: um, I, to me, it looks a
1: little better than January (laughs) slash February, (laughs) you know, well,
0: Although there are people who adore running on the treadmill. So there's that. Well, that's that. what I was going to
1: say. Unless, if you are, Stephanie, a, a treadmill, if you own a treadmill, you don't mind um, running on the treadmill, especially for long runs, you know, because it's just the weather is so iffy then. I mean, you can get, you know, that lakefront snow, isn't it? Or something like that. <laughs> like, you know, feet in, <laughs> where you're not, you are not going to be able to run outside for, you know, 10 days, two weeks, you know, because of the drifts. Um, mm-hmm. So you definitely need to that's think a good,
0: about that. That's a good, exactly, because there, you know, you can have, be like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm, I don't have any race on my calendar, and then it's like, oh, okay, it's okay if I missed today's workout, and I missed yesterday's workout, but when you're training for a marathon, you don't have that luxury, No. and so you, no. you definitely have, I remember, um, started training for Boston at the end of, because uh, I that I was 2015, and the first run had to be on the treadmill, and I don't have because it was ice. Uh, that's the specialty of Portland is frozen rain, and yeah. uh, so I just was like, ah, I don't, I don't have a treadmill. And luckily, Molly has this amazing gym membership that allows her to bring guests for free. And so, you know, we did the that day's workout, and I think the next one on the treadmill at her gym. But if I didn't have, you know, my pal. Who could hook me up with one? I would have been SOL.
1: So yeah. I think I yeah. get your own gym membership. Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! Heavens oh my, my goodness! goodness. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah. I, I mean, yeah. to
1: answer your question, Stephanie, if it's your first marathon, I would say, um, given what we've just talked about, and also given like kind of the the way that the weather falls, I would say definitely go for a fall one um, mm-hmm. because you get to. Tra- I mean, summer training is not fun. Running in August is not fun, but. The loveliness is, is usually, usually this is, you know, the, there's an asterisk by that because Chicago can be 85 degrees
0: mm-hmm. as we
1: learned in, in recent years, but the weather tends to turn cold. And then all of a sudden you get this like breath of fresh air and you're running and it feels easier and you go a little faster than you're used to. And it's like this nice kind of downhill slope. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also there's just great marathons. in in the fall slash, you know, um, October, November, not that there aren't any good ones in the spring, but it's just a little bit, it doesn't quite have the same rhythm. And I I just feel like um, you just, like fall just feels like racing season to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that you'll find a lot of momentum and you can find some great races. You can find, you know, there's some great ones, wine glass up in your neck of the woods. There's Mm -hmm. um, Twin Cities, there's Marine Corps, there's Chicago. I mean, there's just a bunch of races that um, you know, have some some real momentum and, and critical mass for your first marathon, which is if that's what you're looking for, it's kind of fun.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm also thinking that she could also look for a November race so that I'm thinking Richmond, which I'm pretty sure is in the um, first or second weekend of November. And then also Philly is the weekend before Thanksgiving typically. And so then you would be shifting your, um, since those are months to six weeks later than a lot of um, marathons, and marathons that are in October, then she could shift her, you know, really bulky month of training to September and hopefully get a little bit cooler.
1: Hopefully yeah. And then the, Rochester. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the last thing that I would say, though, is also when you take into consideration the seasons, also cons- take into consideration what race you want to do. Like, what sounds good to you? Do you want to go, you know, Philly is a great race, but you got an out and back for a good 10 miles, meaning you're going to see people who are finishing their race while you're probably on mile 15. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying anything about Stephanie's speed, but I'm just saying take that into account. Um, Marine Corps Marathon has some great, you know, really cool, if you want to go see the sights there, if you want to stay close to home, if you want to, you know, Mm -hmm. join us in the Twin Cities, there's just a lot of things that, so you have to have a race, especially for your first marathon, that's exciting to you for some reason, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) <laughs> um, because other, cause the training gets long, it gets long and it gets hard. And you want to have something that you're just like, Oh, I want to, you know, there's, there's a beauty to finishing your first marathon, but it's also, there's also a real beauty to being super excited about the location that it's in.
0: Yeah. Remember uh, when Bart Yasso joined us for like podcast episode, like, I don't know, like four or five. And he said, you want to choose for your first marathon, something that you'll enjoy bragging about to other people that will sound exciting. Cause I think his first marathon was like Bethlehem marathon or
1: something like <laughs> that, which, which no disrespect to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, but he just felt like it didn't have cachet. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think Sierra, my sister ran Durango or something, which is like Durango, Colorado, which again is lovely, but like, you know, probably less than 500 people in it. If that's mm-hmm. what you want, great, but you need to know that, right? So, yeah. and yeah. same, I imagine Bethlehem isn't huge either. And so that's, <laughs> you know, that's a different feeling than the Marine Corps. So yeah. anyway, yeah, so there are lots to think about, but um, you can't go wrong, but definitely think about the weather for sure. That's your first inspiration. Mm-hmm.
0: Sometimes on this show, my co-host and I make quips about not feeling particularly amorous toward our significant others, but sexual desire disorder is no joke. Support for Another Mother Runner, and the following message comes from Addy, the first and only FDA-approved treatment for acquired generalized hypoactive sexual desire disorder, HSDD, in women who have not gone through menopause. See full prescribing information, including boxed warning regarding the use of alcohol, severe low blood pressure, and fainting in certain settings at addyi.com/pi. Symptoms of HSDD include low libido and associated distress. To speak with a doctor about Addy from the privacy of your own home, visit Addy.com slash AMR. That's A-D-D-Y-I dot slash AMR. So let's hear what Amy from Pittsburgh wants to know.
1: Hi, Sarah and Dimity. This is Amy calling from Pittsburgh, PA. I am a mom to a four-year-old and three-year-old who keep me extremely busy. Um, after I put them to bed at night, if it's been a very stressful day, I have been known to have a glass or two of wine. Um, this happens once, maybe twice a week. Um, I'm gonna be training for a upcoming marathon. so I was wondering, what is the impact of that on my running as far as um, if I ran earlier in the day, if I had that glass of wine at night, how is that affecting my recovery? Or if I had a glass of wine and then the next day I have a run, uh, long run or short run, how is that affecting that run? Um, thanks. Can't wait to hear your answers.
0: So I chose this question because of dry January, which, you know, is kind of big in people's lives, but also gets a lot of attention on social media. So, and even Molly mentioned to me the other day that she's doing dry January, Um, not because she feels like she has a problem with drinking, but she, Molly opted to do it because of, it was really, she found that a glass of wine or something was really interrupting her sleep. Oh yeah. So so to me, that Amy is the only concern. I I feel like Amy's intake is so low that really it's not going to impact her runs in any um, way, shape or form. Would you agree Tim?
1: Yeah, I mean, it depends, you know, but I mean, you know, if you want to get the absolute best out of your training, you'd be dry, right? But like, if you have a three or four year old, you know, um, three and four year old, um, and uh, you know, you probably need a glass of wine or two, like we're not, (laughs) you know, so um, that's not a bad thing at all. I think the biggest thing is if I, you know, when I was reading through this, I would say don't have it the night before a long run, um, Mm -hmm. for sure. And then also probably don't have it the night after or the night of a long run. I mean, that's, or if you do make sure that you are really well hydrated, um, meaning that you've had, you know, you've had electrolytes on the run, like noon, you probably come home and had another water bottle full of noon. Um, you just want to make sure that your body is back to some kind of homeostasis before you, you know, um, because she drinks so little, I imagine that a glass of wine or two would, would definitely affect her. You know, it's not like it's, you know, just like, oh, here's my nightly glass of wine. So um, mm-hmm. I, I, I tend, I know, like, when I, after a long workout, and I have a, a beer or a glass of wine, I definitely feel it a little bit more than, you know, on just a quote, unquote, after an easy day or a normal on a Tuesday, say, you know.
0: You get a little loopy dim, do you?
1: I do. I am the cheapest date, <laughs> cheapest 6-4 date you'll ever find.
0: <laughs> and also that alcohol is a powerful diuretic, so that Um, you know, you want to make sure that you've topped off your hydration needs before you then, um, take in something that's going to make you lose some, some fluid.
1: So, yeah, well, that's definitely why I wouldn't do the night before a long run. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. unless you're used to that and then it's probably not going to have quite as much of an impact, but yeah, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. And you know, like, uh, you know, unless you're gunning to win your age group or, you know, whatever, you know, if you've got something on the line, um, beat your husband, whatever in a race, like, you know, I'm always about not taking yourself too seriously. Like I always talk about at our race expos, I always have like dessert and a beer the night before a big race because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So you may as well celebrate (laughs) the fact that you got here today, you know? Um, so it's just, you know, it it all depends upon your perspective, but, um, but like I said, if she does it, you know, during the weekdays when, you know, she's coming off an easier workout and doesn't have a hard workout tomorrow, I think she'll be fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, have I ever told you, Damon? at Colgate, I took um, rowing so seriously that I stopped drinking after the first semester freshman year. I was like, yeah, I was just like, and you know, and at a, um, you know, secluded school or a rural school, like, um, Colgate, that's a big
1: deal, because there's not a whole lot to do. Okay, so what did you do? <laughs> you joined the, like, you know, the, the film club? We in the AV club, Sarah? <laughs> I was not, I was not. Um,
0: but, uh, and I didn't, like, you know, reorganize their card catalog or something like that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I was like, no, I am just really serious about rowing and about this whole athletic thing, and I'm not drinking anymore. And I'm like, wow, like that, that was a little extreme. Yeah, uh, a little extreme, yeah.
1: Uh, rowing at that point was a club sport. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, like, I mean, like we, we like embraced it. We're like, okay, how much can we drink and still feel okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> of, of Milwaukee's best, by the way, let's just put that out there. It wasn't like we were drinking, you know, craft brews. We were drinking I, Milwaukee's best out of a keg. I had this uh, good friend
0: Katie on the team and she still was kind of um, a little bit drunk when she got to practice You know, rowing so early, and she sat in the boat backwards. Oh my God! (laughs) And she was facing her teammate, and she looked at the person and goes, "Wait, what are you doing here?" (laughs) <laughs> They're that's like, those are my shoes. You need to turn around and put your feet in your own
1: shoes, okay? <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, wow! Yeah, that is—that's yeah. extreme. Yeah, it's well, like Melanie, our coach at Masters, was like, "I don't want anybody drunk coming to practice at five You know, and we're all like, "Don't worry, we're celebrating New Year's Eve on on New York time, so we'll be in bed by." <laughs> uh,
0: no! because otherwise there'd be that smell hanging over the pool oh, you know, the, in uh, addition the, to the chlorine yes, yeah yes, the, the, that the boozy breath yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so um all right so this next question comes from someone who it's it, the recording wasn't great so i think she says her name's reedy and she's from milton massachusetts hi this
1: is reedy from milton massachusetts and my question relates to sneakers How often do you recommend replacing sneakers, and do you let your sneakers rest after a long run for a day or two? Thank you. Love your podcast. All right. New
0: year, new gear. New Uh year, new gear. I love it. (laughs) And, um, I do love her using the word sneakers. Um, (laughs) (laughs) very like tree torn back in the day. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. So, um, you know, this is when I trot out my, um, my pedigree that I was the athletic footwear editor for shape magazine for, Oh, I don't know, more than a decade. Um, um, and so I, I just couldn't even utter the word sneaker when I was there. I'm like, no, 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 they're athletic shoes. They're running shoes. They're cross-training shoes. So, but I can, I can now embrace the word sneakers. So, um, yeah. So, but for this, um, replacing your running shoes. Um, so, I mean, the typical advice is three after 300 to 500 miles and the you're going to fall on the, let's talk about some of the reasons why you might want to replace after, you know, less mileage, so the 300, the 350, something like that. That's if you are a heavier runner, um, if you have a really heavy heel strike, maybe if you are coming back from an injury. Can you think of any other reasons, Tim?
1: Um, No, I mean, I think those are good. The only, the other thing too, that I was trying to think about um, when I was reading this question is, I feel like shoes are... um, you know, with the trend toward minimalism, I mean, there's two trends, there's minimalism and then there's like hokas, right, which is like Buddhism, you know, so like, but, um, but, but the, um, you know, I like to write, run um, these days a lot in ultras and I feel like, um, like the ones that I'm running in right now, um, I really feel like I can feel the ground pretty well, which I like. Um, mm-hmm. but I, you know, they don't, they don't have that nice layer of cushion, right? They, they, are plenty cushiony, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not running on gravel, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's, I feel like, um, those kind of shoes might wear out a little bit sooner than oh. like a Hoka, right? Because mm-hmm. of, but Hoka, you know, what, sometimes it is, um, deceptive because you're like, oh, these have so much, you know, um, padding oh. that they're never going to run out, you know? And, um. You know, if you start to see lines in the foam, in the like, you know, um, some like cracks, for lack mm-hmm. of a better word, that's mm-hmm. one thing. But the biggest thing I think is kind of how they feel. And if you oh, yeah. are coming and in, into your run and um, you are, you know, you've never had shin splints or your feet have never hurt after a run or whatever, and you start to feel a part of your body that, you know, is just like, what's going on with that? And especially mm-hmm. if it's in your, you know, knees down. Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, your shoes are a good place to start to look.
0: Mm -hmm. And also, uh, I always have at least two pairs of the same model of shoe. um, Mm -hmm. And so that, and particularly if one is a newer one, and then one is sort of, you know, you've been wearing, I don't know, for 150, 200 miles, something like that. So then when you can feel a real disparity between the two, then that's time to you know, turn the older pair into, you know, you're mowing the lawn shoes or gardening shoes, whatever it is.
1: Um exactly. Because exactly. I
0: I definitely do let my um running shoes rest. Um, I don't wear the same shoes two days in a row.
1: Um see, I don't have I don't have that <laughs> that rule around. I feel like um the technology has come so far that it's like I feel like that was a rule back when, you know, the foam was um not quite as advanced as is now. I'm not I'm not a shoe, you know, designer, so I don't know that for sure, but I feel like I've heard that enough. I mean, I think it's okay to do that. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I think that, um, that rebound effect, if, if getting a second pair of shoes isn't in your budget, I don't think that you are going to suffer because you don't Mm -hmm. have, you know, have that, um, luxury. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah. So feeling that difference and, Um, yeah, I'm trying to think anything else. Oh, and also, you know, a lot of people are like, well, how do you know how many miles you have on your shoes? And going back to Strava again, you know, you can, um, if you do use that app, you can enter in the, you know, the shoes that you're wearing. So, you know, your Blue Brooks or, you know, your Pink Saucony, whatever it is. And so then it will keep track and it can even send you reminders. um, Mm -hmm. You know, when you when it reaches, I'm pretty sure you can set the mileage for when it will send you those reminders.
1: Um, and I would also say that another thing that you can do, um, if you're, if you're not a mileage person or if you feel like, you know, getting to 300 miles, I mean, we just did a thing on our, um, website on another brother runner about how many miles people ran in 2018. And, and most were, I mean, you know, we, we had a lot of people in the, like the six to 800 mm-hmm. mile range and, um, and that's great. But, you know, so that means, you know, maybe two or three pairs of sh- um, shoes a year, but for me, so I'm not running a ton. Um, I can keep my running shoes just as running shoes, but I tend to wear them, you know, at the gym, um, I'm lifting in them. Um, I'll wear them on the bike. Sometimes I'll hike in them. I'll do the stairmaster. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's still wear on them. I mean, the bike, yep. not as much, but everything else is still, you know, breaking down their support and their cushioning and that kind of thing. So, um, if you you know, logging either when you bought them in a calendar, or, you know, <laughs> if you don't sweat as much as I do, you know, you could write it on the tongue in a Sharpie or something, you know, like, you know, you know, 119. And so then, you know, maybe in like six to eight months, it's probably time to just freshen things up. Yeah, I've it's so funny, because, you know, I've, I've
0: certainly probably even dispensed that same advice of, oh, write it in a Sharpie on the tongue of your shoe and then i i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna gonna do that and then i come up from my run and there's just like black ink all over the top of my sock and i'm like yeah, yeah that didn't last for so long
1: <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it goes in a calendar and you're feeling yeah. something like right. that or maybe yeah. you put yeah. an alert of you know maybe maybe make it instead of you know so you have to look back say i bought these on january 1st so maybe on june 1st put a little date that says you know how how are shoes feeling or something like that mm-hmm. on your calendar mm-hmm. so you can just check in
0: Yeah. Yeah. And also bear in mind that where you store them also affects the foam, the midsole and the cushioning in them. And so that, you know, if you leave them on your back porch and your back porch is totally sunny, that's going to break down the foam more quickly. Um, Or if you leave them, if you are a lunchtime runner and you leave them in the trunk of your car, you know, every day in the summer, that's going to break down the foam more quickly too. So that it's, um, try to keep them I don't know, they're like um, prescription medication or something. You know, try to keep them in a cool, uh, in a light-free environment. <laughs> Even them in
1: your pantry with your baking soda. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, uh, cool, dark place. Yeah. Um,
0: all right, and our final question comes from Jen in Albuquerque. Hey,
1: this is Jen. I'm calling from Albuquerque, New Mexico. I have a question about running streaks. So I am now um, a little over six years into a mile a day running streak, and I have an injury, and I know I should probably rest and not keep running, but I have two teenage kids and a really stressful job, and I love to run, and there's something about having a six-year streak that feels really, really hard to give up. So I had a question if you have any advice how to, uh, I I know in my head the right thing to do is probably to let this go, but it's just really challenging to let it go after six years. Um, Thanks, I appreciate your advice. Oh boy, could I relate to this question, Timothy? <laughs> that is so. You know what's so funny is I thought this would have come from Shannon, um, because this woman, Shannon, who lives uh, near me here in Denver, she came to um, do we 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 filmed new train like a mother club circuits um, right mm-hmm. before uh, Christmas, uh-huh. and so we were kind of chatting during them to to pass the time, and uh, she's like she's injured, and or I asked if they ran today, and she said, well, I'm injured, but I'm in the middle of a streak. I've run a mile every day for. I don't think as long as six years, but I'm like, Oh my gosh. You know, like it's Mm -hmm. a similar thing. Um, but I was like, okay, so what's going to give your injury or your streak? Mm -hmm. Um, so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: what do you, yeah, Sarah, I mean, you, you, you've streaked it. I've never streaked it. So what do you think?
0: Oh, I just, I I just, when I hear people who have streaks, particularly ones that, you know, go on for say more than half a year or something like that. I just, now that I'm on now that I am on the other side of a streak, I think, Oh, it's going to be really tough when you have to let that go but i also know that, that day is gonna come mm-hmm. like and so my streak was exercising every day for at least half an hour and you know i had all sorts of parameters but um you know so that it could count, a walk could count or you know strength training for half an hour in my you know just doing body weight exercises in the basement or whatever that counted and what finally had me give it up i've written about this in our books is that Jack and I went on a round the world trip and I just, and it was soon after we got married and I just knew that I would come back with a very unhappy husband, if a husband at all, if I kept exercising every single day on our You, trip. you didn't need, you didn't need space
1: from him. Like you needed space from your family <laughs> I, at that point. I I Jack, didn't. you're not ready to go yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So, uh, Oh no, you're, no, you're not. You're right on the money. No. Um, so, uh, Yeah. And I, it, it, but so that was, there was so much excitement around that, but you know, for, but I also knew I, well, I hoped I I was, I started my streak when I was um, going through my unexpected divorce. And so then eventually I was like, oh, well, one day I hope to have a baby. And so I know that I won't be able to exercise on that day. So I always knew that at least that would be the end of the streak. So, um, so it is tough when it's not something momentous though, but I just, the older I get, the more important it becomes to me to be able to run for a really long time in my life. And that all those workouts that I didn't do don't matter if I can still run occasionally when I'm 65, 70, something like that. And so Jen, like, my gosh, do not run your body into the ground with a streak. It's just not worth it.
1: Yeah, that's a lot easier said than done, as you know, though. I mean, oh, it's I, like, know, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, so oh, yeah. I would say, like, if I if you knew, I mean, she clearly knows she needs to end it, right? She says in a couple times, like, I know I should probably rest. Um, I know in my head it's the right thing to do. So what I would do if I were her is pick someday. And it could be either completely random, like, okay, mm-hmm. March 13th, I'm done. And mm-hmm. why March 13th? Just because. Or it mm-hmm. could be her birthday or one of her kids' birthdays, or you know, some date that's special to her. Um, so she ends it on like, uh, you know, so she's like, I did this for six years and, and then I ended it because of this, you know, and, and on this day, um, because I knew that I wanted to, you know, be around for many years for my kids, or I don't know. I mean, that's, that's a little dramatic, but you know what I'm saying? So that like, either make a celebration out of it or, or don't. Um, I mean, the other thing you, I think you really need to do is process why you are doing it, right? Mm-hmm. And why you do it and what you can do instead of it. Right. And so, I mean, like, like, I think it's time to hit the journal, be honest with you and just say, okay, for six years, I've done this one mile run. Um, Here are all the great things it's brought me. Like, here's why I do it. Here's how I feel when I'm done with it. This, here's why I like to, I've done it for, you know, over 1800 days. Like this is why. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, next to it. Okay. So these are the way it makes me feel. How am I going to replicate that as best I can without, you know, while I can heal my body. Right. Mm -hmm. And so is Mm -hmm. that, Walking a mile a day is that taking that time and reading. I mean, I wouldn't just let the time get gobbled up by your day. I would still make it somehow special, but I wouldn't do the same thing every day because then you're just going to get into another streak. But, you know, are you reading during that time? Are you, I don't know what, you know, you can do a ton of different things mm-hmm. during that time, but I would somehow still mark it because it's, it means something to you, but, but mark it in a way that's more diversified. I
0: also think that that day, however she chooses it, is going to be fraught with a lot of, almost kind of vibrating tension within her body. Because I know that when I was on my streak and it would get to be like four or 4.30 and I hadn't yet exercised or you know whatever time it was, and I would just start to get a little jittery. Because sure, I thought, sure. oh, am I gonna get in my workout? You know, uh, Is this meeting gonna be over in time so I can catch the right train to get home? And so that feeling is going to be rather consuming. And so that to plan something, to do something kind of big. So yeah. plan a, a picnic with your kids at the apple orchard. That's a 45 minute drive from your house. Cause or- teenagers love having. Picnics at apple <laughs> I just, I just read Dear Evan Hansen. I have apple orchards on the mind. So, um, you know, or I don't know, you know, go to a concert with your kids that, you know, I don't know, is again, an hour drive away or something that, like get together with your college roommates, something so that you are not just sitting yeah. home folding laundry because yeah. otherwise you, you're yeah. mm-hmm, yeah. you going to be at the last second, you know, it's going to be 11.45. It up and going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And so good luck to you, Jen. Cause I, I, um, I, you know, and I think you would also find a lot of, um, Companionship and solidarity about this um, online because streaks are just, yeah. I, I don't know, I think they're sort of intensified by, the, by social media. So I think instead of having it feed your kind of need to do it, it can also, the, there can be other people who kind of talk you off the ledge about it.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, and R.A.M. on Facebook page, she could post something, and I bet you she'll have a lot of ideas about how to mm-hmm. slowly um, let it lose its grasp on her.
0: Mm-hmm. Mhm
1: yeah yeah
0: so awesome so let 's remind folks i I will say that we have um, a lot of questions still because they um we we did not have the episode, um, we only had one episode in December So and then you told me that it was what was it for stride <laughs> into the holidays? one of the, the things was to call up and leave a message, so yeah, the so we make. do have a yeah. lot of questions, yeah, 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 so we do have a lot of questions but but we I particularly loved um you know, I love the diversity of questions and so um, that number is four seven zero badass one. That's four seven zero two two three two seven seven one. When you leave a voicemail, please uh, tell us your first name and where you're calling from, and keep your message to ninety seconds or less. And if you, I don't know, if your dog starts barking in the halfway point of it or something, just hang up and you can call back and just act like you're calling anew. Um, or if you, you find your yourself in the middle separate.
1: of an apple orchard, you know. <laughs> You find yourself in the middle of an apple
0: orchard. <laughs> Suddenly, so how did I get yes, here? <laughs> <yeah. laughs> so we appreciate you subscribing to and rating this podcast wherever you listen. It helps other people find another Mother Runner shows. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon, by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Keep the questions coming. We're here with the answers. I was trying to what? like get
1: one line, and there's you got all four. <laughs> Keep the questions coming. <laughs> We're here with the answers. Now I'm just kidding. Thanks, you guys. (laughs) Happy New Year.